Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. So glad to have you along with us today. Thank you for spending your valuable time with us. And yes, we still have that little bit of a echoey thing going on there when we play bumper music. And I don't know why that is with the system I've got here, but we'll work it out. Anyway, it's just Emily, got an automatic 1980s effect to it, yeah, right? It, it just kind of, t- you know, tin can, you know, it's just me takes you out. <laughs> Anyway, are you sure that isn't just you? <laughs> I I have audio quality disappointment right now, but we're going to move forward. It's okay. We're going to move forward. Okay. We're going to get this stuff calibrated. Emily, what a great show that you have planned for us today. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to be talking about forgiveness. I love the topic. It's a broad topic. We could talk about it forever, but we're going to try to squeak it into just one episode here of No Apology. With Chris and Emily, because like right now in history, 2023, if you're if you wake up mm-hmm. and you engage in the world, you know that it's going crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. things are just chaotic. Yeah. Right is wrong. You know, bad is good. Good is bad. There's no black and white anymore. Everything is just gray. I yeah. I laugh. Instead of crying, you know, yeah, I know. I laugh to get through the sadness because it is. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's things are just. It depends on what area you want to focus. Yeah, is depending on the level of depth of your disappointment <laughs> in our culture right now. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's just watching permeated. people hurt themselves, saying they're doing good, thinking yeah. themselves wise, they've become fools. There you go. It's Bingo. incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, what we've done though, what has really kind of happened is we have exchanged. You know, that verse that says everything is. Prom- Permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Mm-hmm. We've kind of tweaked that and made it fit our own life. And, and we've exchanged that for everything's permissible. And therefore, you know, to somebody, it's probably beneficial in some unique way. So we really can't say anything bad about it. Right. You know what I mean? That's the exchange that we've made. And so the mentality that our culture has today, and not just in the United States, but I mean, this is like globally, and mm-hmm. God said it's coming globally, is to do whatever is right in your own sight. Do whatever is right in your own sight. And that always ends badly. Yeah. Because order becomes chaos, justice is absent, and logic and reason are no more. But here's the good news. Here it is. Believe it or not, uh, wisdom still cries in the streets. Mm. And at the entrance of the gates, you've read that scripture. I think it's Absolutely. Proverbs. I don't even. I don't even know yeah. where that is, but I think it's Proverbs. Hey, bring stuff up that we don't know, so I then we should. can just follow around. I should. Around. Yeah. That's your homework, Chris. Yeah. Look that verse up. Wisdom still cries aloud in the streets and at the and at the city gates. And so here's the point of that. In other words, truth is still being proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Righteousness is still possible. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, right, Christ's righteousness is still available to you, even though the world will tell you otherwise, and the world is absolutely upside down. But there's only one place that that righteousness and that and that truth come from, and that is from God himself. So through the blood of Jesus Christ, yeah. through the revelation of God's word, through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we cannot leave that out at all. Truth, wisdom, righteousness, they are still available and they are worth pursuing. And I think part of the big truth we have to have is the truth about forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's 
Forgiveness is an easy topic that's uh, difficult to understand at times, depending on what your circumstances are and how you're going to look at it. And I'm so excited that you want to look at it through the lens, especially the lens that was taught to us by June Hunt. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. What does Satan love to do? Mm -hmm. He has no creative power of his own. So he takes whatever's already created and he just twists it and he perverts it. And what does he love to twist and pervert the most? God's word. Mm -hmm. And, And it all goes back to Adam and Eve. And did God really say we talk about this all the time. It's the same argument, just repackaged. Same tactics, right? Did God say that? And if he did really did say he that, really say, did he really mean that? Are you sure that's what he meant? So, yeah. And He's so worried that you're going to get so awesome in your awesomey awesomeness <laughs> that he won't be able to handle you anymore. So he wants you to either doubt God's word or just set it aside altogether. And I think in a large part, particularly in the United States, that's what we've done. We've just set it aside. We know it's there. We can look at it anytime we want. So we don't. And we don't really know what it says. So when we get back into God's word, we find a very clear understanding of forgiveness. Mm. And we also find out that we've been sold a a lie Mm. about forgiveness. And it's very prevalent in culture, but it's also very prevalent in church. So today... Today. Today. Because dun, 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 I, the, dun, dun. if you are a Christian, uh, you struggle with forgiveness. If, if you don't struggle with forgiveness, you probably are not walking with the Lord. Check yourself. Um, so, uh, so I we, forgive everyone. <laughs> I just love everyone, I, except for you. I, I love everyone, and I just want to <laughs> tell you the truth in love. You don't love like I do, so right. you're wrong in your wrongy wrongness. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. They try to sell us like a kinder, <laughs> gentler Jesus that looks an awful lot like ourselves. You know what I mean? Thinks the same way we do, says the same thing we do. And then when you get into God's word, you realize, oh, he doesn't think the way we do. And he doesn't say the things that we say. And that comes down to forgiveness as well. What is forgiveness? If you buy into this new Jesus, this kinder, gentler Jesus, you realize he's not kind at all. This this fake gospel, this fake Jesus is really actually kind of cruel. Uh, there's, there's, what do you mean by that? It's cruel because it doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? It's irrational. Well, just the fake Christianity of today and how they have cartoon Jesus, cartoon Jesus and how they hijacked uh, a lot of the words that we read in the Bible to make them mean something different. Mm -hmm. And it becomes so irrational. You can't understand it, let alone follow it. I like the meme, you know, that says, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. And then right below it, it says, no, in your case, Jesus needs to pull over and beat you with his flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, th- this idea that, that Jesus is just, just, he's looking the other way on yeah. all of your stuff, no matter right. what. That's not what biblical forgiveness is. It's actually better than that yes. and different than that. And it does carry, um, you know, aggressive gratitude yeah. when you realize what you've been forgiven of. I love it. And we're going to get into that uh, because you make some really good points there. And I want to flesh that out. But in the words of Dr. Vance Havner, um, I've quoted him before. He says, Who? The, 
Dr. Vance Havner. He was around about the You're same- making this guy up? He sounds like he's off a soap opera no. or something. <laughs> Dr. Havner. Cold blue, cold blue. No. Did Dr. Vance give the diagnosis? <laughs> Is Sally going to live? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Don't let the saline count fool you. <laughs> That's right. You're um, suspended. <laughs> anyway, anyway, before we continue on with these inside jokes, uh, Dr. Vance Havner, he was around about the same time that A.W. Tozer was around, and sometimes I confuse the two. But he says the devil is not fighting religion. Get that straight. He's too smart for that. He's producing a counterfeit Christianity so much like the real one that good Christians are afraid to question it. But then he goes on to say, I love this line, I have come to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Mm. That's a really good way to put it. I like it. Uh, That's going to happen when you start following the Lord anyway. So embrace it. And Chris, let's go ahead. Let's start comforting the afflicted and afflict the comfortable in this episode of No Apology with Emily and Chris. Oh, I'm talking got, about. I've got some sound effects for that. Do you? Yeah, where is it? <laughs> you always announce your sound effects. <laughs> I got to oh, find wait. them. <laughs> there it is. I think it's. I think it's. No, that's not it. How about this? Okay. One? There yeah, it is. Okay, I was I gonna give you. I was gonna give you three chances. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Do Go ahead, do do the whole thing again about today. We're talking about forgiveness. Go ahead. Today we are talking about forgiveness. Uh, no apology with Emily. Yes. All right. Very good. Okay, we can move on though. It's okay. <laughs> Take your time. Learn it. You're replaceable. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, find someone else. I somehow disagree. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. You're secure. Uh, we're, not, we're not taking a break because we're right. not um, syndicated at this point. We're just still doing just a podcast. So let's just keep on going. Let's we do have to through. have some breaks uh, for editing purposes in the future, but let's just keep going. Where are we at in your outline? Well, I want to ask Emily? you a question. And my question for you, Chris, is uh, when you think about the word forgiveness, Mm-hmm. What comes to mind? Like if somebody, like a complete stranger comes up to you on the street and says, dude, what's forgiveness? Um, what would you say? I to would that say person? it would be, um, I don't, I don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> I don't want to take your the biblical thunder. Oh, let me, let me be the man on the put street. put it in your own words. Yeah. Okay. Forgiveness is letting go the offense of others in the spirit of love. <laughs> It's funny because you don't say that very eagerly. Like, it doesn't make you happy. After others have throttled me, betrayed me, disappointed me, stolen yeah. from me, yeah. and injured me, I let it go. Right. Because yeah. of this great love. Because here's the thing, you know, when you look at sins. Well, you're not going to comment on that? I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were looking for that kind of generic. Yeah, that's okay. all I wanted to know is like... <laughs> how you'd personally like answer that question. And I think you gave a very good answer um, because you have to encompass like the little sins and the big sins well, and the sins. Like it, it's different if what's forgiveness, if I'm wanting forgiveness and what's forgiveness, if I have to give forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, well, the, I didn't know what you were talking about. Okay. We're talking I, about forgiveness. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't mean, I meant the context in the, in the relationship when the person asked me that question. That's the thing. There was no context, was there? there, there you need to answer that question in context mm-hmm. so that you're not trying to 
discount someone's pain. You know, you're looking at it through the, <clears throat> the real lens of authentic forgiveness. So when yeah. you answer me, you ask me that question, I'm thinking, okay, you know, hey, mister, what time it is? What time is it? Also, how do you define forgiveness? It's a, right, right. I know. It's a big thing. That's my point. Okay. That's my point. It's a really big thing. And so I think it's something that we can't just let culture define for us. We sure. can't let our feelings define for us. Mm-hmm. Where do we go for the definition of forgiveness? Well, let's go to the creator of forgiveness himself. All right. Uh, let's go into God's word because it tells us a lot. I mean, this is just, I just selected a few handful of scriptures that help us understand forgiveness a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot more. And... Um, there are a lot more verses that you can look up and, and do that, you mm-hmm. know, after you've listened to the podcast or whatever, do that, because the more you search God's word, the more understanding you get and you, and keep researching it over and over. I have to go back to God's word, you know, where do you want to start different things? Well, let's start Romans chapter three, verse Romans 23. chapter three, verse that's, 23. That's the easiest one. I mean, the Romans road. Romans is such a basic for the Christian faith, but Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, when he says all, what he really means is all. Oh, oh. so <laughs> just, just let's be clear on this. All yes. means all. Oh, yeah, okay. we all, 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 all need all forgiveness. Right. There's no exception to that to that rule. And so not only do we have to realize that for ourselves, that we are going to need forgiveness, but you may as well just accept the fact that the people that you encounter in your day-to-day life, they're going to need your forgiveness too. So that's the really good I don't know if you can put good news to that verse, but uh, the good thing is that we are all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody's gonna, uh, you know, nobody's above our level. Nobody's above this. Nobody's escaping this. Matthew six fourteen. I think the word is all. Oh, yeah. All, all of us fall short. Matthew six fourteen. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. That's great, but it goes on, and the reverse is true as well. If you refuse to forgive someone, you know, God's not going to forgive you. That's almost hard for me to say, but it's true. Uh, it, it, that that is the truth of the biblical precept of that. Exactly. So, but here's the kicker. Yeah, uh, I don't have the ability to forgive. That's true. Enough for God to forgive me. Mm-hmm. So he has to give me that ability as yeah. well. Yeah. And it comes down to the intent of your heart that's been put there by the Spirit. Yeah. So we get into, you know, when I heard you say, I heard you say, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. People can use that to browbeat folks True. into, you know, behavior modification. And, you know, remember Luther. You Luth- have to forgive me anyway because you're a Christian. Luth- uh, Luther <laughs> was literally violent to his own body trying to, you know, before he oh, really yeah. understood Romans. Mm-hmm. And it just that whole scene. Yes. If you refuse to forgive, God can't forgive you. But once you've gotten God's forgiveness, his forgiveness then permeates from you and you forgive people you never intended to forgive. That's the key. But it is an absolute requirement. If you you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Exactly. It is a two-way street. If you want that forgiveness, you're going to have to show that forgiveness as well to all those other people around you who need forgiveness, which include 
all again. And isn't that the rub? <laughs> 70 times That's 70. It's hard, isn't it? I saw Luke in there. I saw Luke 24. Luke 24, yeah, because in Luke 24, uh, it talks about how we need a blood sacrifice for the atonement of sin. Again, no exception for that. And we read all through the Old Testament about um, the sacrifices that were required for the atonement of sin. And then, of mm-hmm. course, Jesus came. He is the ultimate and the final blood sacrifice. And so um, that's really good. But what this tells us is that forgiveness is costly. Yeah. It's very, very valuable. It's not something that we, that comes easy. Uh, it's not pretty. It's, ah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's okay. No, <laughs> forgiveness is way deeper than that. Because even if it's a little thing, it separates us from God. And so when we we read through the scriptures and we find out how forgiveness is offered and we realize it's it's literally through blood sacrifice, now all of a sudden we are into something extremely valuable, extremely important, and it's not just a flippant thing that we can throw around. Um, And then lastly, the last verse that I looked up was Matthew chapter 18, verse 24, and it talks about how when Peter asked Jesus how many times do I have to forgive? And seven is seven enough? Because you know, uh, seven is considered uh, the number of completion. Yeah. Um. And and they knew that at that time. Yep. So is is seven times enough? And Jesus said, No, seventy times seven. And so I think a lot of times what we think of when we read that verse is that we think if somebody steals from us seventy times, we just Ah, it's okay, whatever, and we just go on, and and that's not what that (laughs) means. that's not what that means. Uh, Turn that towards what that means for yourself, okay? Not what that means for others, but what that means for yourself. And what that means is that when we have had someone hurt us, Mm -hmm. and there's some, we're just talking about how sin is, like, really evil. The forgiveness of sin is costly, Um It's going to keep recurring. It's going to keep coming up. When we've been hurt really, really bad and we choose to forgive, it's it's a determination of our will. Uh, It's not a once done. Yeah. A week later, I I feel like you're struggling to explain it. You know, I feel like you're trying to reach for this depth and kind of am. I, you know, you're (laughs) for just a second there, just a split second. You were Charlie Brown's teacher. You know, you you want want forgiveness, and I'm like, okay. What are you saying? Well, just for a second, you were Richard Simmons. Um, (laughs) So what I was saying is... (laughs) Oh, well, just for a second, you were... How long you want to do this? (laughs) Just for a second. I forgive you. Okay, so Jesus is talking... Jesus is talking about how when you you have forgiven someone... Okay. That's still going to come back in your mind. That's that... Okay. That that resentment, those negative feelings can rise right back up into us. Yeah. And Jesus is like, you got to lay it down again. So what do you do with forgive and forget? Forgive and forget. Every time that raises up, you got to keep... It's an ongoing process. It's not a once and for all. It's an ongoing process. And... Uh, However many times we need to lay that down, lay that down, lay that down, we have to keep doing it until here's the gift, here's who it's really for, it doesn't rise up anymore. Yeah. Okay? So it's an act of the will. It's not a feeling. 
It's not feeling all fuzzy and warm and everything's kumbaya. So act of the will, defend, define, act of the will. You have to consciously choose, I'm going to forgive because Christ forgave me. And that is really, really hard. I'm going to tell you a story because it's a poignant story. Oh, it's story time. Uh, you know who Corey Ten Boom is? For yes. anybody who doesn't, she survived World War II in and a Nazi concentration you're do camp. That whole story? Uh, yeah, she's got a, a short story yeah. that I remember her telling. Okay. Okay. That, that's, that's what we're doing right now? Hey, that's what we're doing right now. All is right. that okay? It's a great story. I was going in a different direction. And it might have even lent to possible humor. Oh, and hold on there, Corey cowboy! Ten Boom story. <laughs> Let's hold I will, off on that for a second. I will shut her down. Yes, everybody. Whoa, we're back. No smiling. Okay, so no, this Be is this is really a, a good story that we can all relate to because Corey Ten Boom did survive the Nazi concentration camps of World War II. Her family, the whole rest of her family, did not. She was actually let out of the concentration camp on a clerical error. She is a Christian, and as she was in these concentration camps, she would literally tell these women, God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. And that, that number one, is astounding to me. But she survives the concentration camp. She comes out, and she starts going on like a speaking tour and teaching people about forgiveness. If anybody had to forgive to the depths of what you need to, Corey Ten Boom would fall into that list. And so she's speaking and she tells a story about one time how she's speaking about forgiveness and a man starts walking down the aisle toward her, tears just streaming down his face. And he walks up to her and he says, Corey, I was a guard in your concentration camp. I remember you. And all of a sudden, this is years later, all of a sudden, Corey Ten Boom had to forgive again. I mean, it was the it was all the same stuff. She'd been doing this now for years, talking about forgiving the people who had committed such atrocities against her and her family. And all of a sudden, 20 years later, she has to lay it down again. And she admittedly said it was one of the hardest things that she had to do, but it was an act of her will that she told this former guard of the concentration camps that she did indeed forgive him. That is what Jesus is talking about when yeah, he says kind of forgive 70 times 7. you got to do it over and over and over again. Satan's going to keep bringing it up and smacking you in the face with that, and you have to keep laying it down, laying it down, laying it down. The good news is when we do get to heaven, that all ends. You know what I mean? There will be a once and for all that is coming. So um, it's a powerful story. And Chris, you brought up a really good um, point about forgive and forget. Yeah, forgive and forget. Forgive, forgive and, forget. and forget. I do want to turn now to June Hunt. June Hunt is in the movie Bible Idiots. She's one of Emily's heroes. She's one of my heroes, too. She has been broadcasting for so many years, and she basically goes on live and talks through testimonies and through situations with callers in, you know, like a radio therapist kind of way. Mm -hmm. But she has a thing up called the 10 Truths About Forgiveness. And if you're watching on uh, Rumble or YouTube, you see it on your screen right now. It is a incredible 
way to look at the properness of forgiveness through the proper lens. Everything that Emily was just kind of talking about and Corey Tenboom's story and all of that, um, that's where I want to go, is I want to go and talk about this with June Hunt, who is in the movie Bible Idiots, yep. and then I'd also like to bring in Mike Shaw. There's Yay! Mike. Hey, Mike. What's hey, happening? How you doing? <laughs> Glad to have you. Yeah. Well, I was, I've been watching you guys and listening to the conversation. News director Mike Shaw <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, studio producer Mike Shaw and soon to have his own show, Mike Shaw. This topic of forgiveness, what are you seeing? What are you hearing from Emily? This is kind of a, like a passion show for her. Yeah. It's a week where we have no guests. And we just decided to take that particular issue, and we haven't even gotten that deep in the scriptures, just some surface text. Right. But what are you thinking, Mike? Well, just first impressions from what you guys have already covered so far. Uh, when Emily was saying, like, you know, pretend you're a man on the street, and what do you think forgiveness yes. is? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, before I, you know, started walking with God— um, I always thought forgiveness was well. If you're sorry, yeah. <laughs> then yeah. I can, okay. then yeah. I'll then I'll forgive you. And I think that's and, you, and prove how sorry you are. That's yeah. right. And Show me. And then if you earn enough feeling, of it, maybe maybe it's yeah. like maybe. part of that process. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I forgive you. Yeah. But you know, if you're not sorry, <laughs> well, you've got something. You know, I'm going to yeah. be passive aggressive. That was yeah. the old me. Just um, say you're sorry, whether yeah. you mean it or not, and that that's the key. Yeah. And then yeah. you're forgiven. Well, yeah, but you don't have to mean it <laughs> no. as long as you say it. Yeah, and I think our parents teach us that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I tell your brother you're sorry. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. not really sorry, but I've got to tell my brother yeah. I'm sorry. Look, yeah. I'll say whatever you want. Just give me the ice cream. <laughs> that's pump. right. Exactly. But, here's, but here's the thing. I mean, that... Parents are teaching their kids very easy to be comfortable with saying I'm sorry. Right. Because as adults, it is hard to say, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Seems I, to be I the was hardest wrong. Word. And so, well, the, the phrase let it go is used a lot in yes. the forgiveness world. Yeah. And I like what June uses. She uses the word, the term uh, releasing it to God. If you look at the first one there, it says forgiveness is not denying the hurt. It is feeling the hurt and releasing it to God. Emily? Um, I think that that's something that we as Christians bypass. Uh, Something happens to someone and the first response is, well, we need to forgive. Yeah. Okay. We're not there yet. Okay. It's hard to forgive something that you have not fully understood the damage or the consequences or the hurt, the depths of the hurt. Of what has happened. Yeah. Well, that to me and is so, what, what's number one. Right. Num- number one is the fact that you look at the, you know, I got to I got to deny the fact that this hurt. I've got I've got to ignore the right. fact that this was really bad, that this betrayal was awful. I got to give up on justice. You know what I mean? I, I've got to just forgo all of that and just deny that it happens. And when we talk about common misconceptions about forgiveness, that to me is what's number one. Right. And, yeah. And, but June Hunt talks about it's releasing the the, the, the hurt back to That's God. That's right. And That's in where the let it go comes from. There's a really good illustration um, that she makes where she she says, imagine yourself wearing a back t- a backpack. And every time someone hurts you or betrays you, you take a rock, a heavier rock, and you put it in that backpack, okay? And every time that happens, you just carry that around. You just carry that around. And pretty soon, uh, that backpack gets really heavy, and eventually, you can't really even function and do the things that you need to do because you're carrying all those hurts around. So you have to find a way to get that burden 
off of you. Release that hurt. Get out from underneath it. How do you do that? Well, forgiveness is not, like I said before, it's not saying, eh, it's okay. I'm just going to forget it. Well, you'll never forget it. You'll Mm -hmm. always remember it while you're here on earth. Um, So rather than trying to take each rock out by yourself and trying to manage it and trying to figure out how you're going to deal with this, all you have to do is take that backpack off and give it to God and let him carry it. Let him deal with it. It's an unburdening of yourself. I didn't say that very well. An unburdening of yourself. And it's releasing it to God. You have to remember God is going to, he's he's a God of justice. Mm-hmm. He's a God of righteousness. He's going to deal with all these things. So it's just a mental picture of, do I want to deal with it? Do I want this person that's offended me to deal with my justice? Or should I give it to God and let that person deal with God's justice? Mm-hmm. I would rather let God deal with it. The problem with that sometimes is that we don't always get to see it here on earth, but that doesn't mean that he's not dealing with it. So think about those backpacks. When you're carrying something so heavy ar- around and you realize you got to let it go, mm-hmm. you're just transferring it. You're not making it disappear into thin air. You're transferring it to the care of, of, of God. Well, I tell you what, Mike Shaw is in the studio with us. He is our news director. We're going to have news stories of the day. We got right on, way off. But we're going back deep into this topic When we come back, what we're going to do right now is you're going to get the Bible Idiots trailer. June Hunt is in this movie, and this movie is a gift to you if you'd like to stand with this outreach ministry. It is FreshRoadMedia.com. FreshRoadMedia.com for No Apology with Emily and Chris, a broadcast outreach media program show. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff. <laughs> Has anybody ever called you an idiot for believing in the Bible? Somebody says, you're just an idiot for believing the Bible. How would you respond? People think that Christians are idiots for what they believe. This God you claim is great isn't so great. Only an idiot would believe that. When you wonder about the relevance of the Bible, because it was written in different culture. Yeah, even though the Bible was written through like a, a spiritual notation, I guess, it still was written by a man. It's the second day and I'm asked to pray and I'm walking up towards the podium and I lean in and I say, Dear George. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that my life has been changed by the Word of God. So what's your opinion on the Bible? It's 100% true. Sounds like uh, Sai's involved in this process, you know. <laughs> idiots for Bible, that's, I mean, that's what I think of when I think of him. I'm not going to call atheist idiots because that's just not nice to do. But approximately 1,500 times the Bible claims to be the Word of God. Now, what are we going to do with that? That's kind of deep. <laughs>
true. I believe in the Bible. I don't care who knows it. I'm an idiot for Christ. Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. And don't forget, you can go to our website, freshroadmedia.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, you certainly can. If you have questions, if you have comments, this might be one that sparks some questions for you. You can submit them right there at freshroadmedia.com. Well, like always, Mike Shaw joins us, and we are knee-deep in forgiveness. And <laughs> we're not necessarily forgiving Mike for showing up, no. uh, but Emily no. Emily has compiled some stuff from June Hunt. If you don't know who June Hunt is, you need to look up her ministry. It's called Hope for the Heart. And the 10 truths about forgiveness is what we're going to be talking about on and off uh, together with Mike Shaw. And then we'll do right on and way off before we're done for today. And what I was saying, uh, Emily, is I was talking about how you 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 don't know how much I got hurt, and you're telling me I just got to give it right. Give this up, yeah. And June says on line one there that forgiveness is not denying the hurt; right. it is feeling the hurt and releasing it back to God. Exactly. And I think that's a great place to start. That's where the conversation's been before the break, and now I, we're resetting the table. Where are we going? I love how she put that. Uh, f- forgiveness, in other words, is not based on feeling. It, is, it doesn't always feel great, but there's a lot of misconceptions floating around. Chris, you brought out you brought up one saying forgive and forget. Forgive yeah. means to forget. Um, yep. Forgive and, and forget. You said that that was a misconception. Why do you feel that way? What do you think? I mean, ex- explain yourself, young man. Well, I think <laughs> I think sometimes you got to forgive, but remember. Yeah. You know, you know what did what did Reagan say? Uh, trust but verify. You know, <laughs> that's right. You, you give over for Ronald Reagan's definition yeah, yeah. of forgiveness. Yeah, trust but verify. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's the same thing. You forgive, yeah. but you don't put yourself in that same position again. Right. And you might have to go move forward in a different manner, in a different yeah. way. And in fact, sometimes to forgive people, you need to have them out of your life. Yeah. That's this true. idea that everything's going to be restored to the way it was before. That might not be the case, but we have seen actually the restoration of relationships be better than like right. the, the 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 bond, the weld that comes together is actually stronger yeah. as they go forward. But sometimes forgiveness, true forgiveness means you need to, you know, step into different areas of your world. In right. other words, we can't hang out anymore. We're, our relationship's going to change or whatever the changes, case might be. Yeah. Mike Shaw, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, if, uh, you know, one of the common illustrations, if you're, business partner steals all the money (laughs) and you forgive them because you need to and you're commanded to, you're not going to go into business with them right away. Oh, you're right. Exactly. Let's let's move you to a different department, (laughs) shall we? And and, and trust me, most people, most common sense, smart entrepreneurs would never have a condition allowed to just be left alone that allowed a partner to do that. So you would would fill in that that goal. That's what I mean by remember, you know, forgive, but yet remember. So forgiving and forgetting sometimes is just not very smart to do. Well, yeah, it's not realistic. And God does talk about how our sins will be removed as far as the East is from the West, that they will be remembered no more. Mm -hmm. That is true. And that is true forgiveness. But 
Let's contrast that because here's the reality. While we are walking on our on the earth, it's impossible to forget. Just like I was talking about June Hunt, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, boom, it's in her face again. Uh, you were talking about how you will remember and then move forward in a different manner. Yeah. Um, as long as we're walking the face of the earth. Those things that those sins that have been committed against us will we will remember during our lifetime. And 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 so it's it's not a once done, always done. Eventually, God's going to wipe them away completely. And that just speaks to the depths of his grace. Forgiveness is not forgetting. It is necessary to remember before you can forgive. That is the second line on uh, June Hunt's uh, top 10 list. There you go. See, she made it much more concise. <laughs> yeah, forgiveness is not forgetting. It is, and that she says it in the green, it is necessary to remember before you can forgive. Yeah. How about this? Forgiveness is not circumventing God's justice. It is allowing God to execute his justice in the time of his choosing, in his way, in his timing. What do you think? Who are you talking to? Either one of you. <laughs> Mike, go ahead. You got Ven- some thoughts here? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yeah. I like that. We yeah. have to, we have to, re- uh, we have to re- uh, leave room for God to judge. Um, yeah. It's not our job to judge. Now, additionally, as a mercy guy, think of it this way, too. Um, we want uh, our friends, our family member, even our enemies yeah. to come to repentance. Mm-hmm. So the forgiveness is for us. We're leaving room for God to judge, right? But we want them to come to a place where they're asking for forgiveness from God, and they're being forgiven. And if we take uh, things into our own hands, we might mess up that process. <laughs> yeah, we just you might, think, and we might mess exactly up their face. It. I don't yep, know. Yep. If only there was a clue. I yeah. know, right? Now I remember one time Chris had dropped his wallet in the parking lot and we, he didn't know we drove away and halfway home he realizes my wallet's not in my pocket we're gonna go back to our parking spot it's gone <laughs> i run into the store while he's looking all over did anyone turn in a wallet no it was really interesting though because like uh, about a week or two later we got a call from the police department saying hey um there was a car accident and uh the people that were in the accident had your wallet Whoa. for some reason. <laughs> wow. They didn't have the whole wallet. They just had three credit cards and my driver's license. Right. And wow. so, but the point was this. Uh, obviously, someone had picked it up. They had walked away with it. There was some cash in it. Uh, and I was feeling a little frustrated, but on our way home, because now Chris is going to have to like, you know, renew his driver's license mm-hmm. and cancel all his credit. I mean, it was just such a terrible thing. Um and I remember God compelling me to pray to forgive them. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want to, you know, these people could have just walked in and said someone dropped their wallet, but no. Like, are you kidding me? It was their lucky day. Yeah. And, and so I, I was sitting there and all of a sudden that verse came to mind that said, without repentance, there is no forgiveness. And so what I realized in that very moment as God was just speaking to me and compelling me to do what he's called me to do, I realized what I'm really praying for these people is to come to a point of repentance. And then when I thought about it from that perspective, it was so much easier to pray for forgiveness and realize that these people are going to, just like me, we're going to stand, we're going to give account. But 
I'm really praying when I'm when I'm praying for forgiveness, I'm really praying and asking God to bring them to a point of repentance. And isn't that a glorious place you want people to be? Well, with that incident that you talk about also reminded me of the fact that I wanted to bask in the karma of it all. You know, you picked up my wallet, you could have turned it in, instead you took it, and an hour later you were in a car accident. (laughs) Right, right. The Spirit doesn't let you stay there. And so then the forgiveness you need is from the Lord. You need to go and repent. Nobody needs to be in a car accident for karma, for, you know, justice and judgment. And that's just not how God of the Bible works. But yet our minds get caught up into some of that stuff sometimes. Yeah. Where we start thinking that the, you know, oh, the universe, you know, executed justice or God got him, you know, get him, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy to go there, though, isn't it? I know, and and that's, and when you go there as you're growing spiritually in the Lord, he won't let you do that. He will convict you of how big of a loser you are, that you're, you know, you're asking the God of the universe who forgave you of all of that stuff that you're now going to get a little pound of flesh. And you go to Matthew 18, that's really, to me, the forgiveness chapter where, you know, and this is how it was in seminary. This was the financial breakdown when I was in seminary was the servant was forgiven $5 million worth of debt, five mil. And he went out and choked his neighbor for 50 bucks. Mm That's that's the financial I've been that breakdown. awful before. Yeah. I gotta be honest, <laughs> yeah. and then I realized later it's like, oh wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm doing that very same thing that I don't like it that mm-hmm. other people do it to me. Where are we going from here? We got more forgiveness to well, I show? Uh, yeah. We let's just keep going. Let's well, just I know because this topic this we could list. do a three and a half hour show. Absolutely. So I don't know how long you want to go before we get to right on way off. So well, we're gonna go through June hints. June hints. June hints. Hints from June hints. Yeah, June's hints. That works too. June hunts hints. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about that because I think it's really realizing what forgiveness is not helps us realize what forgiveness is. And it is not removing justice. It's not taking away justice in any way, shape, or form. Hopefully those couple stories that we just told you kind of help illustrate that. Let's go to the next one, though. Uh, Forgiveness is not waiting for time to heal all wounds. That's the fourth one down. Hey, there's another misconception. Have you ever heard that one, Mike Shaw? Time will heal all wounds. I think I've said it (laughs) in the past, you know. Uh, And and sometimes there's some truth to that, um, but not really. Right. And... um, I don't even really want to get into the details, but a friend of mine was uh, really abused in a mm. really bad Ooh. situation. Yeah. And I wanted to take a baseball bat to that person. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. and I played that scenario over and over again in my head uh, for uh, years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept having to go back to God uh, for the forgiveness element. Right. And uh, this person to this day doesn't know that I've had those thoughts and that I've prayed for them often and um it it you know it's such a fight against the flesh yeah. all of all of this is such a fight against the flesh it is but through that process it allows for god to heal not yeah. time healing all wounds not right god to exactly. heal exactly i think when we talk about time healing all wounds 
it's uh, it, they're just shallow little infractions well, that we're says, talking about. It actually says on the fourth line, it is clear that time doesn't always heal wounds. Clear. Some people will not allow healing. What do you think of some people not allowing healing in the green on June Hunt's list, Emily? Uh, go gets back to that backpack, you know. Uh, some people are very comfortable in that angst that they hold on to towards someone but you know when you are finally able to let that go you're you're crucifying self you make that an act of your will and you keep laying it down laying it down laying it down till you don't have to lay it down anymore that frees you it doesn't change anything for the other person but it's a gift that you give yourself it's a help that you give to yourself the next one down is forgiveness is not excusing wrong behavior yep it's not excusing wrong behavior. In the green, June Hunt says, it is acknowledging that wrong behavior is without excuse while still forgiving. Mm. My chaw? Yeah, because how many times have I done stupid stuff <laughs> <laughs> that I want to be forgiven for? And, you know, Yet like today? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's only, you know, it's, it's not quite early. 11 o'clock. So, it's yes, you are correct. It's not noon. I can't imagine what the afternoon has in store that right I need on. to be forgiven for. And, you know, gave that illustration from the Bible that uh, God forgave us of five million dollars. I always heard it was a million, but I think inflation. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah. you know, and then I heard a million and 20 and yeah. then I heard five million and 50. Well, yeah, right. Under the Biden the, administration, it got huge. Way, way. Way. It's, gone way, <laughs> it's gone way up. But, you know, that's the thing. We want forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and but it's we have to fight our flesh to give forgiveness and thankfully we have god's word and we yeah. have his spirit that's the only thing that allows us to do it i think in the right way yeah well, and that you, you you always hear stories of somebody saying well uh you know they went into the courtroom and this heinous crime was committed and the family forgave the perpetrator and they always almost i've n- i've seen like you guys have seen those stories right yeah. mm-hmm. even yeah. go, even going yes. even going back to reginald denny in the la riots yep. i mean the, they all say the same thing it's because of God's forgiveness and the love of Jesus Christ. I want to offer forgiveness. Yeah. So that being the the standard, the gold bar. What if I want justice? What if I do want them to go and pay the penalty for their crimes? What if that's my my bent? Am I wrong? Then no, no. no it's it's still because it's not it's not. Uh, excusing wrong behavior, just like what you said. I I remember watching on television, there was a trial going on where a man had murdered someone. That's what I'm talking about. There's like seven or eight of those stories. Yeah. And, and the family comes and forgives. All the people, you know, get up and say, they the family members that are impacted get to say something to the person who's been convicted of this crime. And so we see this whole family get up and they're just, they're mad, understandably so. And the the murderer just sat sat there very stoic as as the re- as the family members just hurled stuff at him. Um, and we could all feel empathy for those people. And then a gentleman got up. He was an older gentleman. He had I remember he had suspenders on. He had glasses on. He got up, gray hair, gray beard, and he took off his glasses and he said, um, "God has." forgiven me. And because of that, um, even though you have made it exceedingly, exceedingly hard for me to do this, I'm going to forgive you. The murderer at that point 
broke. Mm-hmm. He 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 broke down. He started crying. He was just shaking in his chair. He wasn't prepared for that. And that man, by the act of his will, I don't like it. It's hard. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to because God forgave me. That pierced that guy's heart. Whatever happened from that point on, I don't know. Only God knows. But I can just testify to the fact that someone saying that to that person who is already condemned Mm -hmm. had an impact. That broke through that hard, tough exterior that that murderer had. And that was an amazing thing to see. Let's go on down the list here. Uh, Forgiveness is not stuffing your anger. And I think Mm. that kind of goes a little bit with forgiveness is not excusing wrong behavior because that makes me so angry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But be be angry, but do not sin. Yes. And it says it is resolving your anger by releasing the offense back to God. I love it. You can't just let it go to the universe. You have to specifically let it go to your creator, God. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, yeah. the three-in-one, they they work together with you. Mike Shaw. Now, over and over and over again, as needed, uh, lather, rinse, and repeat as needed. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But on. you can always do that with God. You know, he's, um, he's right there urging you on. The Holy Spirit's inside yeah. of you asking you to do the right thing. And we have his instruction book. And... Uh, we have good shows like this to go over June Hunt's hints. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. this is helpful for people. Yeah. It's not stuff in your anger. Admit it. You're angry. You're mad. Uh, God says, like you said, Mike, uh, in your anger, do not sin. In other words, mm-hmm. that is an emotion that we use. It's, an, it's a healthy emotion. But like every other emotion, we have to bring it under our control. And so it's okay to be angry. Don't deny that you're angry. Um, and sometimes it's a righteous anger that you're experiencing. Um, there are things that should make us angry. Um, so it's not about just stuffing that down and pretending that you're not angry. The That's big not one, what it's about. The big one is uh, forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Mm. Now, the last one is forgiveness is not letting the guilty off the hook, which I think goes with not excusing their wrong behavior. I think those two kind of go together. Yep. But the second to the bottom where it says forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. And then June in the green says it takes two to reconcile, but it takes only one to forgive. There you go. This is the bada bing, bada boom, show stopping number right there. Mm-hmm. You can have forgiveness and still be, what a, you know, using the word estranged from somebody. Right, exactly. And, and, and rightfully so. And, even if they want to reconcile, that might not be the best choice in every situation. Although I err on the side of blessed be the peacemakers, reconciliation is always should always be the goal, but it's not mandated. That's right. where people believe that when they find Jesus, they have to forgive somebody from a heinous accident, be reconciled to him, and that's just, that's too much, and they feel like, okay, well, then I'm not fit for the faith. It's like, no, 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 right. no. Let's get it together. Let's get the real understanding of what it means to forgive and then decide about reconciliation. Reconciliation isn't always mandatory. Yes. Right, right. That's absolutely true, and I believe that true reconciliation can only come through Christ, where true forgiveness is asked for and offered, and they both are unified in the understanding of God's forgiveness, Mm -hmm. then I believe that you can have reconciliation. And I've seen it. 
Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it in marriages where there's been infidelity. And yet after they go through all of that mess, they eventually come back together. And that marriage eventually is better than a lot of marriages that you see. Mm-hmm. And so there, so it's possible. It's absolutely possible. But I don't think it's possible uh, without the Lord working in both parties. And so don't feel like because you don't have this la-la-la-la-la friendship again Mm -hmm. and kumbaya moment with this person, don't feel that that you haven't forgiven them uh, just because it it hasn't gone back to the way it was. That's not necessarily a prerequisite to forgiveness. All right, Mike, final thoughts on forgiveness for you. Uh, Kumbayas with your enemies. Tell us about it. Go. (laughs) Well, (laughs) forgiveness is uh, different than trust. And so, uh-huh. you know, forgiveness, yeah. forgiveness is commanded yeah. and it's for our own good. Uh, trust uh, must be verified, as you brought up, Mr. Reagan. Uh, so <laughs> trust, but trust, but verify. Right, right, you right. Know, what we didn't touch on this, and this is a big one for me, mm-hmm. um, is forgiving yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had some really difficult times with that at times. And um, I... And this is really key for me. Maybe this will help someone else. I don't know. But you have to forgive yourself as well. You cannot put yourself and your emotions above God. Right. So so forgiveness for yourself is just as important uh, and and maybe for some even more important. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to forgive yourself as well. Satan is always ready to point that bony finger in your face and remind you of all the sins that you have committed in the past. And if you have truly repented— if you have truly repented, mm-hmm. uh, you can point your finger right back and say the blood of the lamb has covered this one, Satan. Go away. All right. We're going to be right back with Right On and Way Off. Yes. With Mike Shaw, our news director, studio producer. Her name is Emily Danielson. She is one of the premier voices around America for apologetics and Really, just wanting people to grow in the Lord. Yeah. My name is Chris. I'm her pastor, knuckle dragon husband, dirty face kid from the trailer park. Lucky me. That's me. <laughs> we are excited you're with us. We would love for you to like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever, on whatever device, on whatever platform you're watching or listening. Go to freshroadmedia.com, submit a prayer request right now. You'll be glad that you did. We'll be glad that you did. There's also a way you can participate in the show right there at freshroadmedia.com. Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Emily's everyday wisdom and sensible approach is award-winning. Even through the horrible things of the world, he will bring glory to himself. Put that alongside her husband, Chris, whose comedic communication has impacted and inspired audiences for decades. It's a unique, relatable approach that can truly educate the listener in Christian living and apologetics. Wow, that's kind of (laughs) deep. It's not like anything you've ever heard before. Now you can tune into a show that will make you think, laugh, learn, and lighten the load of life with a hope that can only come from God. And Emily and Chris do so without apologizing. The best part, they're regular folks, just like you, sorting through it all and standing firm on an authentic gospel message. No Apology with Emily and Chris, a weekly download at freshroadmedia.com 
the one show that can really come alongside and speak to you and your life. Oh, and have some fun and be entertaining at the same time. Right now is the perfect time to once again dig deeper, laugh louder, and live larger for the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. This is going to be good. Thank you so much for listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. So glad that you have decided to spend a little time with us today. Freshroadmedia.com is the website. And uh, that's also the spot where my teaching broadcast, Bible Idiots, the same name as the movie. You can go there and check out the teaching ministry. It's pretty fun. It's yeah, pretty interesting. It is. And you can also participate there. But before we get into that, I want to know, Emily, yeah. we just did the basically three quarters of the show on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Did you get everything off your chest? Did you get all oh, the information? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I have tons more okay. to say to you people. We, we, we have no guests today. <laughs> Our guests kind of pushed. We're, we're getting guests lined up. We're, we're getting better on that. Yeah. But with a guestless show, you said, yeah. you said, I really want to do kind of an expose show on forgiveness. Yeah. And we're about to go into right on way off, bring Mike Shaw back and all that. I just was wondering if you did, did you feel like we spent enough time on it? Oh, or? absolutely. The, that list that June Hunt had, that was such a life changer for me because there were things that I was going through where I had been hurt very badly. Um, and and her teachings and her explanations, her biblical teaching on forgiveness, absolute game changer for me years mm-hmm. and years ago. And so I like to share with as, as many people as possible that list that she put together is so it's very encompassing. Yeah. No, but it's she's so got good. she's actually got books and stuff like that for people. If you if you've really been betrayed or hurt or sinned against in some uh, way where it's hard for you to let it go, June Hunt is a great resource. Also, and we just talked about how we don't let it go. We actually let go. Well, getting to the point where it's not impacting. It. That's what I meant with that. Yeah, you release you know, it. To you're God. hanging on to it, yeah, obviously, in a detrimental way. But thank you for letting me clarify for that. Uh, but if you have any questions, if you have any um, comments that you want to make regarding our discussion about. Forgiveness. You can go to freshroadmedia.com. You could submit your comments, right your questions. Um, also, if you need prayer, you can go to freshroadmedia.com. Yeah. You can submit your prayer request. We have a whole team of people who will lift you up in prayer. It's completely confidential, and you can just let us know what's going on with you. Yeah. Prayer is a powerful thing. So, what does this? We'd wh- love to have. We'd love to pray for you. So, what does this mean? What, what does, does this what mean? mean? Uh, participate in the show. It means that when you go to freshroadmedia.com, there is a you you can find a link that says be on the show. Yeah. You click that link and you start talking and that's sending us a voice message which is like a phone call which we can then bring on the show. So the next time that Emily wants to kind of retool the topic of forgiveness, your participation, your stories would be fantastic. Yeah. Go to freshroadmedia.com right now and participate along with us. Speaking of participating along with us, Mike Shaw, our news director, studio producer, is in with us, and it is time for our favorite time of the show, Right On, Way Off. And Emily, you have the con today. You are the host. I do. I'm asking the questions. And the first one is kind of related to forgiveness. We're going to go back to Paul and the Roman Empire, and as he's writing letters to all these people, 
Uh, they were coming out of this very pagan society. A lot of forgiveness was needing to take place, right? Yes. So there's a meme out there that intrigued me, and I want to read it to you, and I want you to tell me if it's right on or way off. Is we'll it, start with you, it, Chris. Can it be de- oh, so it can be described. You don't have to see it. I'm, yeah, I'll just All say. Right. It's All a right. statement. Good, because our audio-only listeners, those are my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a statement. In fact, a lot of people have probably already seen it. But um, in essence, it says, well, I'm going to use the word essence twice, which I hate myself for that. It says the essence of all of Paul's letters is this. Could you sick little freaks just act normal for like five minutes? (laughs) Is that right on or is that way off? For First Corinthians, for sure, it's right on. (laughs) It's right on. Uh, I'm just going to go with First Corinthians and say, yeah, I would... I would be way off on all of his writings. You know, you can't lump in all of his writings because they're so I divinely know. inspired. God chose this guy to to share so much with us. So I yep. would say that there's a lot of his writings and his letters that is not that. But if we go with 1 Corinthians, I'm right on. Okay, 1 Corinthians, <laughs> it does apply. Mike, what do you think? I'm going to go Ephesians way off. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, Ephesians. Right on. That. Well, Ephesians is like, you know, I want you to realize everything that God has given you and, mm-hmm. and who you are in Christ and and all of the things that uh, your identity in Christ. And then he goes to, uh, you know, having realizing all of that, then this is how you should behave. Yeah. So there is. So that. stop being sick little freaks right. for like five well, minutes. <laughs> but I know, I know, I know. Right. That's, why I'm way, that's why I'm way off because not as much name calling in Ephesians. Well, in the my, Corinthians in, were a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In, in my in my teaching, it is always trying to be right on with the harshness of of the gospel. You know what yeah. I mean? You, yeah. You deal with that, then the softness of the gospel makes more sense. Well, and that's I mean that's right too because if you can if you can even label it harshness and softness. Now I've I just opened a can of worms and I <laughs> twenty minute explanation. Uh, click on be on the show and let Chris know yeah. what you think. Yes. Um, Hi, this is Todd from Philadelphia. Chris, I am positive he does not understand the authority of God's word. <laughs> exactly. Do that, please. Um, no, but you're right about that. I mean, that's what the, the for example, the law drives us back to Christ because yeah. not, we're all guilty. Yeah. So we need forgiveness. We um, do. And so, yeah, you sick little freaks, quit doing that and run to God. And just to be honest, nothing has really changed. Um, that's kind of what, yeah, I'm kind of right on with that as well. Even though I get it, there's the soft side and then the harder side. He was writing to the the early church and and they were coming out of some pretty pagan practices. And and there were times when Paul was saying, good job, keep on. But there were other times when he was when, really, when well, I you got to keep coming out of that pagan when society. When I was writing the book with Bill Ray called Bible Sidekick. Yeah. Available on Amazon. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, possibly at freshroadmedia.com soon. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the, the idea was that uh, we would try to summarize each book of the Bible and mm-hmm. just try. And so how, how summarize could how you fun. get? Could you get it down to two words like mm-hmm. got milk? You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Oh, wow. You know, because yeah. it's an advertising thing, too. Yeah. And so I took first Corinthians and my summary was you losers quit being losers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 
What about Galatians too? You know, who has bewitched you, you Galatians? Yeah. I wish that they would go the rest of the way in a mask. Yeah. yeah. Well, know, right? and, and that goes back to okay. the that goes back to the circumcision crowd yep. to the yep. Christians yeah. saying they don't want to eat pork pork sandwiches to yeah. Christians wanting to you know worship only on Saturdays. Yeah. And we have a freedom in Christ, you yep. know, and I. I love the, the the Sabbath on Saturday. Yes. I love it, and, and it's a great thing. But I celebrate the Lord's Day and respect the Sabbath. I mean, we can all, yeah. we can have that kind of journey. All right, Emily, and back I to like you. Bacon and eggs too. Sausage is good. You were hosting a game. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Go for it. Question number two. <laughs> I love two. it. You guys did a good job on that one. Question number two. Now you got to listen carefully because this is a little bit of a longer statement, and I don't want to get your feedback whether you think it's right on or way off. All right. It's a quote, so i got to read it very carefully. Believing in a God who demands that we continue to adopt only biblically ancient ways of thinking of God, which are themselves rooted in their own cultural moment, is to diminish God's active presence here and now. Is that right on, or is that... Way off. Now, maybe I drifted, but I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> but it sounded like deconstructionism and then not. And I'm yeah. sorry. Ding, ding, I thought, ding, I, ding, I, thought ding, I, I thought I was hearing something, Yay. then I heard something else. Go, you're going to have to. Be, okay, look, I'm going to read it again, but just. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> you're going to read it again. <laughs> Mike moved to the head of the class. Bing, bing, bing. He, he picked up on the deconstructionism. And anyway, this is a quote by Peter Enns. He is deep into constructionism. He says, believing in God who only demands that we continue to adopt only biblically ancient ways of thinking of God, which is which are themselves rooted in their own cultural moment, is to diminish God's active presence here and now. My goodness. Yeah. Deconstructionism mm. at its finest. Wow. Yeah. You know, you, you you use a whole bunch of words to sound smart, but yeah. people go, wait, what did yeah. you just say? So the very first <laughs> thing. That, part of it. So the whole question is false. It's, yeah. it's a mm -hmm. false premise. Yeah. It is. God does not demand that you accept the God of ancient cultures. Right. So that's right. a misstatement from the beginning. Good point. So, so mm -hmm. way off. I yeah. mean, the question. I mean, his statement is way off. So yeah. it's yeah, way off. Yeah, I'm way off. All right. We're all way off <laughs> on that way one. Off. Yeah. The God yeah. of the Bible is the same yesterday, today, today and, and forever. forever. You can yeah. believe what God's did Jesus said. Jesus said God is the God of the living. So Moses is exactly. Abraham is still there. Living. And before them, I am. And then they picked up rocks. <laughs> <laughs> there is value in looking at the cultural significance of things yeah. um, in context, right. like right. the cultural significance of what it meant for Boaz to be on the threshing floor, mm -hmm. for what it meant for Ruth right. to walk through town with a 20 pound sack of grain. What did that yeah. actually just, you know, the, the wedding feast during Jesus's time, having wedding clothes, why the wine went, there's, there's ancient things where you'd understand, don't put, you know, new wine and old wineskins. That is mandatory. You understand the culture, just like the wearing of hats and things like that. It, it, it it's not hard. It's common sense yeah. for what is cultural and what is eternal truth right. given to us by our divine heavenly Father. When we want to spend 
what is divinely into culture, what we're doing is we're saying, we want to replace God with us. Exactly. I'm going to be my own God. That's really what that comes down to. And that's where deconstruction leads. Exactly. Well, that ancient context of who God was talking to and what he was saying and why he was saying it, it actually helps us understand more deeply about God. It does not do the opposite of diminishing his presence and how more he deeply or more deeply. more deeply. That deconstructionism is hey, tricky. Hey, it before is. we get yeah. up with those, before we get to question three, oh, whenever yeah. whenever we go to Israel, we always go to one of my favorite places on the planet. It's called Masada, and people call it Masada, but we call it Masada. So <laughs> awesome! We, it's my favorite place because <laughs> you know people were slaughtered there. <laughs> no, the. <but, laughs> That's it is not a, what makes it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. It's a pretty. It, we're never going deep on the show, and again, we're not going deeply. We're going deeply. Yes. <laughs> we're going yes. deeply. But before we do that, let's get question number three. Question number three. <laughs> think about this. You're gonna have to think about this. All right. But there is a, a right answer. All right. It's better to be the worst player on the team that always wins than the best player on the team that always loses. Is that right on or way off? Hmm. I can hear you guys thinking. (laughs) Say the question one more time because I I, want to know if I'm missing something. Right on or way off. You got to pick one. No, is this statement is the statement yes, true? Is it true or not? Okay. What the, the question? It's better to be the worst player on the team that always wins than the best player on the team that always loses. Right on. I am right yeah. on. Okay, I am right Why on a thousand right percent. On? Yeah, because if uh, I'm on a winning team and I'm the worst player, I still made the team. If I'm the best player on the lose on a losing team, how good am I really? If I'm the best t- player and we keep getting our butts handed to hey, us, good you know what I'm saying? There, I like it's, that. It's about winning. Yes, it's about working hard and learning things and making friends and and having experiences and having memories. But I remember there was a uh, a junior varsity high school football game where I returned. Uh, I, I, I one punt and one kickoff for a touchdown. Mm. And I threw for another touchdown. I just, I had a great game and we lost. And it, and it, it just, it, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah. no joy. The, yeah. the joy was tempered. You know, I've had another time where like, you know, I, I had a turnover and I didn't play very good, but we, we won and we're going to the semifinals of the state championship. I was on the team. And it was glorious. It was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. See, Get it. I get, get it. it. I get it. Mike Shaw. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's Mike. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go with right on as well. I mean, uh, I'd, I would like to be on a winning team. <laughs> uh, what I was listening for in the question, and I didn't hear it, okay. was me playing my best. Okay. And, you know, me preparing for the game uh, the best they could to be the Good best point. that I can. Excellent and, point. Yeah. And playing the best they can. I think in either scenario, I think that's the most important, but that wasn't the question. So mm-hmm. um, I think I would rather be the worst player on the team that's winning than the best player on a team that's losing. Um, yeah. I kind of had that experience uh, in my freshman football team. We won one or two games and kind of like Chris, you know, I would 
was scoring a lot and playing great defense and never came off the field, but we lost. Yeah. <laughs> we only won a couple of games. It was not fun. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I was apparently I was not Michael Jordan where I could put the team <laughs> on my shoulder and make us win. So yeah. how good was I really? So, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris. On yeah. That. And yeah. and when you when you are winning in, in sports, it's in business and you're winning in ministry. It's 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 a it's a state of mind. It's yeah. it's a journey. Yeah, and, it is. You know, when you I guess being the best player on a team that's losing all the time, I, I that one I'd really question why can't I get somebody better than me to help me? <laughs> we need better recruitment at my uh, junior high. Yeah. Can't you get some of those parents to move here? Get them some jobs. Yeah, yeah. I learned this when I moved to Texas. Apparently they they do this. So okay, I yeah. mean, you know, why couldn't we do that? But I mean, really, the bottom line is. You know, I just have to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. But again, that wasn't a question. Yeah. But no. do, do your best, kids, and you will get that participation trophy. Yeah. There's a reason that uh, I think it's Paul likens our spiritual journey to that running uh, the race right. and, yeah. and going for that victory. Right. And he himself talked about how he's the worst of the sinners. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I he considered himself probably the worst player on the team. Mm-hmm. And when you consider his past, ugh. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, there is a spiritual significance there. There's a spiritual significance with playing on teams. I love it when coaches are still allowed and then do relay those spiritual truths to kids that, uh, like Mike was saying, being the best and getting those accolades while you're at practice is not as important as winning the game, winning the race, uh, fighting the good fight. And when you're done knowing that, like Mike said, uh, you did the best, you did the best that you possibly could. And therefore you are victorious. Yes. Well, Mike, thank you so much for hanging out with us and being on the show today. I really appreciate it. I want to I want to remind some people of some of the scriptures like Luke 24, 47, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, mm. beginning from Jerusalem. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And when he began to settle, one was brought into him who owed him 10,000 talents. That is the story of forgiveness with the uh, servant. And then for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, It's about the scriptures. That's why we are doing this show. And that's why FreshRoadMedia.com exists. Emily, final thoughts as you take us out on what we all call your show. It's the crux of the gospel. When we have a firm grasp on what forgiveness really is and what it means, um, there, there's no greater treasure to have that and possess that because it really truly is. It is the good news. It is the message of the gospel. It's all about forgiveness. All right. Freshroadmedia.com. No apology with Emily and Chris. Also, the teaching ministry from me. <laughs> Bible Idiots. It's at yeah. Bible Idiots. That's also at FreshRoadMedia.com. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate you spending your time with us.